Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 34, where we're going to talk about balancing your business and your making. What's going on, Stephen and Martina? Uh, not too much. It's a rainy Saturday here in South Carolina, so you know what that means. A whole lot of nothing is going to get done outside, which has been pretty much the standard for the last four months. <laughs> You're so bitter about the rain. All your stories this week I'm not- and everything. Well, apparently people have enjoyed the stories about bitterness and the rain because everyone else is like, ugh, I hate the rain. Or the people in the Midwest are like, ugh, it's like six inches worth of snow. Donovan from Once Upon a Workbench, uh, I, he posted himself like super giddy in the snow and they had a snow day. And I said, you know, I responded back to him, I said, I don't know who's happier, you or your kids. He goes, honestly, I don't know either. I'm going to go with both. Apparently, Donovan really likes snow days. I can have so, sand days. Does that count? Wind days. Over sand, sandstorm days. Yeah, sandstorm days. Have you lived through the monsoon season in Vegas yet? It's current. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I've been here there. for a year. It's crazy. But uh, when it rains here, it's like torrential. It won't last long, but it'll flood out a road. Like a monsoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so I shouldn't brag about my 60-degree sunny weather, Stephen? I'm, like, staring, burning a hole in you right now, your 60-degree warm weather. It was and cold then, yesterday. you know, like, last month or two months ago, you were complaining because it rained so hard that your pool was flooding. So this Hashtag week, California been, problems. It's, right? So this week, it's been still raining and windy that the water is starting to, like, teeter and almost go over the edge of the pool because it's been so full and it's been so windy i have a little wave pool now oh no it just that sounds Apparently like such I a horrible thing to have to deal with because like your response is everyone else's response it when i post the stories about it like <laughs> it's how it's just, a first like, world we, problem we all and everything so <laughs> exactly we all we all hate you so much <laughs> it's not like that pool was free guys so just saying true that is very, very true. true that is very true but that is definitely a california type problem <laughs> What's going on, Trevor? I have pretty much done nothing but help my daughter sell Girl Scout cookies. So that no. has been my life for the last week or so. Besides, no, that's like, not the only thing you've been doing. Besides, like, work on my website. Yes, there's that. And you've also been storing much more often. We've all seen your I'm trying. your gingery face sometimes, you, you... Bef- bef- sometimes before coffee. And that's it's a rough look, man. It's a rough look. I liked wow. our side by side yesterday. I feel so much love right now. He's trying to throw it back. What would you normally throw at him? 
Hey, yeah. y'all throw shade, I'm going to throw it right back. Well, that's because he grew up before the age of actual like pictures and cameras. So he doesn't know how to capture your face. Uh, I grew up in the time before they were talkies. We, we didn't go see talkies. We saw the moving pictures. The moving picture show. It's no fun when you play along with it. I know. It's just, oh, that's probably why he's sad. doing it, so we stop. Probably. Peter I mean, materials. it's hard to make fun of me whenever I just roll with it. Anywho, what are you guys watching? All right, so I got into... Well, we watched... Me and my wife watched The Last of the Punisher, which was sad. Uh, one, because it's not on the air anymore, and it finally started really going somewhere. And two, because the second season was not as eventful as the first season. So it was kind of a sad, sad thing. Uh, the other thing we started watching is The Umbrella Academy, which is highly ridiculous, but I love it. And I want And every time something new or strange happens, I'm trying to figure out what's leading to the next thing. So I already kind of figured out part of it, but I'm now trying to figure out the whole I'm trying to figure out like the end game. But it's a it's a it's an amazing show. So if you have if you have Netflix and have not watched it, you need to watch it. It's on my list. Yeah, it's pretty good from what I've watched so far. But yeah, last night my daughter requested that we watch the Scooby-Doo movie that is with the WWE. Oh, the with huh? the WWE with the WWE? It's a cartoon version. Oh. They make like, you know, different animated movies with different, I guess, special guest type things. So yeah, like, like they've done like one with Batman. Characters. Yeah, they've done those kinds of things. And then the this Globetrotters one was... ones are really funny. Yeah, there were the Globetrotters. And the Globetrotters then... are kind of a recurring a So this recurring one was guest. with the with WWE characters. So like John Cena and some other guys. Is this new Scooby Doo? I thought this was like old Scooby Doo. It's not like it's not new. It's at least a few years old. Well, okay. So whenever I remember like the Harlem Globetrotters, the, like as old. a special guest, that's like from like the eighties. So it's so a newer you, one. Okay, so when you said WWE, I was thinking like Macho Man Randy Savage. No, this is like oh, uh, from the. It's probably like the early 2000s or early like you know 2010 maybe i don't remember the actual date it came out but we have i have a whole bunch of scooby-doo movies and she just said let's watch one because it was just me and her last night so i let her pick out whatever she wanted and that's what she wanted to watch i like scooby-doo i think that's what you've been watching for the past couple weeks that's because i've only watched like one to two hours of TVs or movies each week for the last like three weeks and it just happens to be when her and I have some time together and that's what she picks yeah we watched well, I mean um, at least it's like oh go, go I, was just, I was just gonna say we watched safe on Netflix with Michael C. Hall the guy that plays Dexter and he has like a British uh, accent in it and it sounds really good surprisingly I thought it was gonna be bad but that was pretty good. You should check it out. It's kind of like a drama and a suspense. His daughter goes missing and they're trying to find her. It I haven't has heard eight of episodes one. though. It's I think it came out a couple months ago, but it keeps like, you know how rec- uh, Netflix does recommendations. So it's been recommending it like crazy. So I finally watched it and it was uh, really good. Honestly, I don't I don't think I've even opened Netflix this week. It's been a busy week, I think, for you. 
I am honestly mentally beyond exhausted. I think the amount of messages you and I have sent to each other saying I'm going to bang my head against a wall today is like <laughs> it's probably our most common message we've said this week. It's amazing how much time you can spend on something that in the long run will probably have a value, but in the short run is going to get like one click through. Like if you're doing your website or something. <laughs> right. Like, like I t- that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's how I told you too. I pulled up my um, statistics for my website the other day. And because I haven't really, I bought the domain last year and paid for the hosting and everything, but I hadn't really finished it. And it said I had like, what, seven views for the year or something. So, you know, <laughs> so now it's time to actually finish it up and do what I want with it. Like I said. A year ago, because it was about to renew. So a year ago this month, yeah. do what I said I was going to do. Well, I mean, that pretty much leads us into what our topic is about this week. The balancing business and making. I mean, to be an efficient maker, you have to build your business. And yet, it takes a lot of time to build a business. As both of you have seen, Trevor's trying to build a lot, a lot, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Martina, you are really trying to get into the podcast and figure out exactly what's going on there. I mean, honestly, how much making has been done between the two of you this week? I think I totaled like one hour the entire week. And that might be generous. It was probably closer to 30 minutes. I managed to still get a lot done this week because the credenza I've been working on is going to get delivered today. So I had to get that finished up. But in between... So this week was all about time management. So when I would put a coat of poly on and that was drying, it was, okay, go inside, work on your website, start working on the email list for Maker Vision and try and just incorporate admin rather than I'm going to sit and watch Netflix while it dries and just trying to re-approach how I handle my time to get more done in a day. Yeah, and I did the same thing. So I was trying to wake up a little bit earlier than I normally do before work get a little bit done before work, get stuff done during my lunch break, and then at night after my kids were asleep, go back and continue working on it some more instead of watching Netflix or whatever. And I think the messages this week have just been nonstop from the both of y'all, just about back and forth between Illustrator, between video editing, between website editing, whether it's personal website or the podcast. So, I mean, honestly... I know that's t- my life has <laughs> has been very busy this week, so mine has not been about necessarily business stuff, but I've gotten very little making done. I got some planning done here and there during the week, and I got to focus on fixing a couple of things that needed to be fixed. But honestly, I have not been making hardly at all. So I think we've all been there. I just uh, wish I could provide more to the to the podcast side of things, but I don't, uh, don't have that tech background. However, I did finally download DaVinci. Forget what exactly the program is called. Resolve. DaVinci Resolve 15. I remember the 15 because I know what, what iteration is. DaVinci Resolve. That probably took about two to two and a half hours of my life this week just to download and install it because it is a huge video editing program because I'm trying to up my video game. So that's interesting too because 
so this past week, I decided to finally pull the trigger on Adobe Creative Cloud. And I was hesitant for a long time about doing it just because I already had Illustrator and there were only a couple things I wanted to do in Adobe Creative Cloud. They had that sale, and I think Martina, I pointed this out to you, that they had that sale where it was like all the programs for thirty nine ninety nine a month or whatever it was. Yeah. And then when I saw that, it said promo ends March 1st, and it was already March 3rd, I think. Mm-hmm. So I hurried up, I bought it, and I think within hours it was gone. Like that yeah, because I remember ended. pulling it up because we were doing the web call together and then you were trying yeah. to get me to do it and I couldn't justify doing it yet. And then I looked at it the next day. And it was gone already. Yeah. So I went ahead and did it. And there were a couple reasons why. So I there's things I want to do that require the new version of Illustrator, which you guys know, but I, I'll release that when I actually like have it done. I know. Maker Experiment has some top secret stuff coming. No, uh, trying. <laughs> and then it actually helped a lot when it came to building my website because I had to edit my photos and I didn't really have any good editing software. I mean, there's free ones out there. I think there's like GIMP and some other stuff, but I don't really know how to use them that well. But it came with Lightroom, like the Creative Cloud version of Lightroom and like their old Lightroom standard version. I downloaded both of those and it made photo editing so fast. Like I'm not going to say I'm any good at it. Like I I edit it the way that I think it looks good and whether that looks good to a photographer probably not. But the other part is there's a part in that software where you can get rid of like spots or pieces or people if you need to, like edit things out of the photo. And it's actually pretty intuitive on how to do it. So that alone has been worth doing because it made editing my website photos probably 10 times faster than I would have been able to do it otherwise. Again, it's not the only software that edits photos. It was just super intuitive and it was already included in what I was getting. And then I downloaded Premiere Pro so it's the video editing software for Adobe, and I think it only took eight minutes to download and install, and I don't know if it's because it's running through their cloud or what the deal is that made it so much faster, but I've downloaded DaVinci Resolve in the past, and it did take <laughs> like two hours, it's, it's, which yeah. is ridiculous. It takes, it takes a lot of time. There's so many packets to download and so many things to verify. It's not just downloading Resolve. It's downloading all these, not necessarily add-ons, but um, temporary changes, like modifications to the system. So, yeah, I was clicking a lot of, yes, modify this, yes, modify this, yes, modify this. Um, it, 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 took, it took quite a bit of time. Um, I just now remembered something I saw uh, just earlier this week um, that could make a major difference in a lot of people's uh, decision moving forward, not necessarily on video and photo editing, but uh, plan work. Uh, SketchUp has gone from a free service to a subscription-based service and is no longer oh. cloud-based. 
I did I'm not, not know that. by that at all. Neither am I. I imagine after SketchUp was at WorkbenchCon and realized how many people are making plans and selling plans, they realized that people are using their software for free and then monetizing off of it, off of it it's even though you're really supposed to buy the business difficult plan. difficult to use. It's not... It's. It, I don't know if it's, so it's difficult or to if use it's if not user-friendly. No, it's... So my experience with it, at least, is... I have I have a background in 3D CAD. So I have like I've used all the industry standard CAD programs. So the issue that I have with it is there's so much functionality I'm used to that is completely gone and I can't do it in that software, which drives me nuts. But getting into it it's it's kind of a mixture of 3D CAD and like kind of like illustrator in a way like it doesn't have the same functionality as illustrator but what i mean by that is like you can draw your lines and your rectangles and all your stuff and then you just drag it out and you make it into like a you know like a frame or whatever so it's it's intended to be more user friendly from that perspective but if you don't know how to use it at all it it doesn't lend itself to being intuitive at the same time like it's intended to be easy but they missed the mark on intuitive use in my opinion because it's kind of when you first get into it unless you know what you're looking for and unless you like kind of have a background in it or have watched other people do it it can be kind of frustrating at first i don't know if that's been your experience but that was it's definitely frustrating but i think that's like the stuff that as you build a brand and try to build your portfolio and make yourself look reputable and credible, you have to think about doing stuff like that and getting solid mm-hmm. software to support you and make it Correct. easier for you to do different things, photo editing, video editing, stuff that's going to go on your website. That's going to be a permanent fixture of your brand. So it's, and then also a tax write-off because it's a business expense. But then you got to also think about incorporating that into your prices because now you're paying forty dollars a month for the subscription service. So and you don't yeah. use any of your job job money towards maker experiment. Nope. So you have to figure out how to recoup that cost. Exactly, which I mean isn't a if you're doing like one thing or one subscription at forty dollars a month, it's not terrible. Well, actually, there's two right now. I use I subscribe to QuickBooks mm-hmm. and Adobe Creative Cloud. Those are the two subscription-based ones I have. Yeah, but QuickBooks... And honestly, I was oh, hesitant sorry. about doing both of them. And there's purely from the, you know, having to pay for it every month. Because Illustrator, I, like I have Illustrator. I didn't need to get Creative Cloud. But the things I want to do for Maker Experiment as a whole are driving me to have to have Creative Cloud for a specific reason. And that's why I did it. Like right now, it's $39.99 a month. So I also have to account for the fact that after a year, it goes back up to the regular price of $59.99 a month. So you have to account for it all the time. And it's one of those like hidden costs that I don't think consumers realize get calculated into pricing so you know you have material you have 
sandpaper, you have glue, you have paint, you have electricity sometimes, you have, um, you know, you going to pick up the material and coming back. Like, you account for everything because everything is a cost. And that's why, you know, sure, you could probably go get a sign made for 50 bucks by somebody. I'm not going to do it for 50 bucks because it's going to cost me more in materials and time to do it. And some people are either, you know, retired or they just enjoyed doing it and they don't need to make money off of it and they'll do it cheap. I mean, that's just like furniture. I mean, you see those tables for $100 all over Facebook all the time, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the issue I'm facing right now. I told a guy I would... I want to build him a wine and liquor cabinet. Like, he doesn't even want, like, a fancy, fancy-looking one, you know, finished, all-standard, you know, sort of glass front or anything like that. He wants it almost to look more palette-esque, even though I would never use pallet wood. I would probably use just barn wood and uh, whatever salvaged I can get. But everyone had posted on his, you know, his thing is like, hey, I'm looking for this. They're like, man, you can buy one from Wayfair, you can buy this, you can buy that. I'm like, dude, let me make you one. It's going to be out of real wood. That stuff from Wayfair and those places overseas, it may have the look of barn wood or pallet wood, but more than likely, it's plastic that has been stamped that way. So, <laughs> so like, that's what I'm trying to deal with right now is, like, they've already set him up to think he's going to spend maybe two or $300 on a cabinet, and I'm going to have to break his heart. And possibly lose a sale, but, I mean, buy it from me, buy it from them. You know, you get what you get. My rule number one, don't drop your price just to get a sale. Because exactly. you're I'm not, I'm not going it. to. I'm not going to. I mean, it's not like I have anything in this other than I, wa I want to help a guy out that, you know, I'm well, like, hey, we... I've always wanted to build a whiskey cabinet. Well, yeah. I think we've also discussed that, too, that trying to promote why it's better to buy custom and local versus buying from a Wayfair or an Ikea and that just the durability and the functionality and the fact that if anything happens, you're right there to be able to fix it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be right, right there. I think yeah. I've got like an hour and a half to ship it. I, I, I would, I mean, if I do you know build it for I the mean. guy, I'm just going to drive up there and deliver it. I know. Yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, um, yeah, so the difference I'm between that. a piece that's going to last decades versus a piece that's going to last a couple of years. Exactly. exactly. Hey. Exactly. Jinx. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, what I was going to say earlier, whenever you're talking about QuickBooks, that I consider one of those things as a friend who's in real estate told me, he goes, literally, that's the cost of doing business. You have to have some way of tracking your business costs. You're going to have to have some way of, of calculating tax and doing this and doing that. I mean, it's the same thing if you go to CPA and get your taxes done for your business. It's just QuickBooks is going to make it easier now. Well, there's also programs that are free. Like if you get um, Square, the little card reader, they have an invoicing um, memory in there and it does, it breaks down all your accounting and everything. So it's just, but then again, it's free. So it's not going to be as user-friendly where QuickBooks like pulls all your bank account information and you just click on it and says, you know, business, personal, business, personal. But you're, so that's what you're getting when you pay 20 bucks a month. So you got to figure out what's worth your business, your expense versus what's not. So is it? Worth, yeah. And I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. just going to say, like, is it worth your time or is it worth your money? 
Is it going to be worth it to go free and then you're going to have a headache from fighting with the program that's going to take more time? Or is it worth it for you to spend 20 bucks and, you know, do something in five minutes versus 20 minutes? Yeah. And the other thing is QuickBooks has got backing to it. I mean, you're going to put in your location. It's probably going to pull up like state tax and local tax and this tax and that tax and have all those things kind of pre-programmed in there. So yeah. when you do spit out your expenses or your tax for the year, it's it's already in a form that a CPA is going to know how to look at. The Square is going to be able to do that, but I think Square is better in small transactions than it is for long-term tracking of things. Square is good for like quick invoicing of stuff. Because yes. I use Square to invoice a lot of my stuff. I'm going to be switching it to QuickBooks once I can get all that figured out. Like QuickBooks is another software, so you have to learn how to use it, mm -hmm. just like any other piece of software. So Square, I think, was you could figure Square out in five minutes. QuickBooks is going to take a little bit longer than five minutes. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know everything about QuickBooks. I've never actually had to use it. I just know people that do use it. Doesn't QuickBooks have that feature in it where you can you can you know reach out to someone either on a phone call or like a, a group you know like a text message within the program itself and they can see what you're seeing and walk you through it or am i thinking of something different am i thinking of like a TurboTax or one of those i think that's TurboTax. i know yeah, TurboTax I has that but i thought quickbooks also had that sort of feature where if you're stuck or you're trying to figure something out you can easily reach out to them, and they have that support. Well, I'm sure they have Square support. May not have. I just haven't. I haven't tried to use their support, so I honestly don't know. Okay. All right. There we go. Once again, how like how much of that time is being wasted? That's taking away from your making, taking away from the thing that you originally got started in. Whenever I say all of us, it started out as a hobby, and it's now becoming so much more than a hobby. It's hard. Like it's, I have a, I think especially this time of year. I think I have a love hate relationship with it because I'm definitely happy that it's to the point where my business feels like a business. But at the same time, I I just want to go like cut and sand some wood. Like if I could afford to hire someone to do all this back end stuff, I would. But then, like that's it's basically throwing you know, throwing money away doing that. There's no reason that I can't yeah. figure out how to manage my time and do it. It's not like I'm, you know, like turning down orders and stuff like that to do my accounting. So it doesn't matter. But it's it's hard because coming from the industry that I was in into this, like this is all brand new for me. Like the, you know, I don't even have to balance my checkbook. Honestly, that's what Amanda's for. Like that's her, I call her the CFO of the family. She bounces the checkbook and, you know, does all that stuff. But now that I'm running the business and everything and it's all me, I have to figure out how to do that. I do know how to balance my checkbook for all you guys that are probably making fun of me. I just don't have to. So to figure out how to keep track of everything in better systems, I think it's even as simple as you went to Lowe's, scan that receipt into whatever, you know, platform you're using to keep track of your receipts, whether it's, you know, wave receipts or whatever. And then eat, like I keep telling myself to take one day a week and I'm going to sit and edit my website and do that. But, you know, obviously that hasn't happened, but that's 
now that I see how long I've spent this week catching up for a year's worth of missed opportunities, I'm definitely going to have better business practices now. There's a lot of things that I want to do that require the back end work that's going to be horrendous. But like you were saying, it's it's not like I'm so overwhelmed with orders right now that I can't do the back end stuff myself, which is part of why this last month I well there's a couple reasons. So I went to WorkbenchCon and honestly I had like a more renewed attitude toward like more I wanted to be more dedicated to it and try to grow it. No, no, no. It and was not a renewed me... attitude. You had like a serious business revelation. Like you you could literally see it in your face. You can like tell in your messages alone. Like you were at WorkbenchCon and you're like my business is going to conquer the world. Which is not yeah, a bad that's, thing. Okay. That's a like good thing. Like you had a that's business a I, I revelation that my business would that's conquer a good the thing. world. I think what is top secret right now that only Steven and I know about that you're going to start doing is definitely going to be a game changer for you and other makers because other makers are going to benefit from it. The biggest thing for that is figuring out how to implement it correctly, which is always the most difficult part. But part of the overall picture was I've been asked probably 30 times over the last year about oh, hey, do you have, like, a website where I can see your work before they, you know, want to order a sign? I was like, well, no, but all my stuff can be seen on my Instagram. Here's my Instagram. It's not as clean. It's not as refined. You kind of have to search for the signs. And I bought my domain over a year ago. And I was, at the time, I was like, oh, I'll build a website. I'll use, like, Squarespace or something. And... I ended up building the podcast website, which took like, you know, two or three solid weeks of work. And then I never got to mine and it kind of got on the back burner. And then I had an opportunity where I was able to trade a sign for someone building out the framework of my website and it was going to be on WordPress. So Keith from 2-Bit Woodworks actually built the framework. So all the, like the backend templates and like the structure. And just that alone is a nightmare and a headache. If you don't know how to navigate and know what you're doing and it can consume a lot of time. So we traded and we got like I got the framework uh, like I don't know, a month ago maybe? I forget how long it's been now. But I went to WorkbenchCon and I was like, yeah, I'll work on my website. Like, I'll get to it. And it was still one of those things, like, I was finding ways to procrastinate about it. And then went to WorkbenchCon, saw how, I would guess, necessary it truly is to have a website if you are a maker that's trying to sell your stuff and promote yourself because you know Instagram could disappear tomorrow I mean it probably won't but it could YouTube could disappear tomorrow like all these things could disappear and if the internet's still around you're SOL now if the whole internet died like obviously your website's gone too but the website's like the one thing you can control and you know remain having the power over like you have all the say 
So when I got back from Workbench Con, I started getting all the pictures together, organizing all the stuff I wanted to put on it, kind of figuring out how I wanted to lay it out. And then this past week and a half, maybe, is when I started to really hit it hard, edited all the photos, did all the banners, uh, created all the portfolio pages. I've done like 62 signs and I had to narrow it down to maybe 20 that I put on my website. So, I mean, I probably spent 40 hours over the last week and a half just building out the rest of the website, which if you knew what you were doing, it probably wouldn't take you that long. But I'm also trying to learn how to use the WordPress infrastructure at the same time I'm trying to edit stuff, which is both good and bad. So bad because it's a lot of time. Good because I know now, not I wouldn't say I know everything about how it was built, but I know enough that I can change everything I need to. Right. And I can go in and edit my forms. I can go in and edit my pages. I can get rid of pages. I can add content. I can pretty much do anything I need to do. I can add to the menu. So it's it's worth it because I'm learning how to basically have control over how it works. And I think that's another important part. If I just had somebody build the entire thing and I never looked at it at all, I would constantly have to ask questions about how to change stuff. So right now I'm asking questions like, you know, how do I get to this so I can change this? Uh, but I think it's going to be better long term because I'll know how it was built. And I'll know how to edit it and I'll know how to change it whenever I want to modify stuff. But it, this last week has been like nothing but website work. Yeah, I think that's why I really want to get my website going too because I want to be professional. I want to be reputable. And I feel like when someone is inquiring about a build from me and I tell them to go look on Instagram, they don't want to see progress photos of stuff in clamps and glue ups and all that. They just want to see the pretty portfolio. Granted, IG is basically a free portfolio for you, but I also don't want to run another Instagram that's just my finished product. I'd rather just be able to put it on a website and tell tell anybody, you know, go check out my website. It's on there. And then if you like what you see on there, there's a contact me box and then you could fill out what you're interested in and then we'll get something in the works. I, I've just, I'm getting in the mindset if I, if I want to be professional and charge professional prices, I need, I need to do more to gear everything towards that and i i'm noticing the power of the website just from the fact that if somebody wants a sign they'll message me on instagram and they'll say okay what's the process and then i'll end up messaging back and forth with them for like a total of you know two or three hours over the course of days trying to figure out the size they want you know, what their logo looks like, all that kind of stuff. And now, because the website's pretty much ready to launch as it is, there's still stuff I want to add, but it's it's to a point where it could launch and be self-sustaining at the moment. And there's a form on there for if you want a custom sign, you can go to the link, all you do is fill stuff out, you upload your logo file, and then it gets emailed directly to me. And then I can see everything, which to me is so much easier because I don't have to track down 
Like, I don't have to remember to ask you those questions every single time somebody wants to buy a sign. I just say, go to this form, please fill it out, upload your logo, and that will give me everything I need to know. And that's going to be, I think, the biggest time saver for me. So even though I put 40 hours into the website to be able to do something like that, I'm going to be saving probably hundreds of hours over the next few years from not having to have that conversation every single time. Right. Like so I that, that alone will save you time. Yeah. I don't want to charge Facebook marketplace prices. And I feel like if yeah, someone reaches out exactly. to me through Facebook or Instagram and I could send them over to the website and filter through it because we all get that all the time where it's, Hey, I want this item. And you tell them, Oh, it's going to be $300. And they say, Oh, I was thinking $50. Now, even just push them through the website, you don't have to deal with that. And you're going to get better clientele that is going to pay the prices that you're worth and that you deserve. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can put things on there that are going to let people know up front, like, you know, you're not going to get something for 50 bucks unless it's, or at least you're not going to get, in my case, you're not going to get a sign for 50 bucks. But there are, you know, mugs or coasters or whatever that I haven't added yet, but eventually I want to have a shop on there that'll, you'll be able to go to and see the different price ranges and what there is. And people can decide on their own. You don't have to. The thing about Instagram is when they message you and you give them a quote, sometimes you'll get those people that are really snotty about it. And then you'll get people that say you don't charge enough. So what I've learned is if you if you never get turned down, like if nobody ever says no to your price, you're probably charging too low of a price. Because there's no matter, you see in businesses everywhere, every single business out there, customers say no. Like there are people that don't buy their stuff because it's out of their price range. And I think that if you're valuing your own work and you're doing, you know, the quality you need to do and you're charging the price that makes it worth it for you to do, there's going to be at least one person that's not going to want to pay the price that actually is warranted by your work. And you have to live with the fact that some people are going to say no and that's okay. Yeah, but here's the thing that I have noticed and the reason why I want to build a website after Googling various mixes of furniture or woodworking or, or two or three other things, I seem to get the same hits on Google all the time. And only two of them are actual furniture makers, which is good because that means that hopefully if someone's Googling that if I can be in a group of three, I mean, that's normally what people look for. I mean, people are normally going to, you know, if they're going to actually look to spend money, they'll probably get three estimates and go with whatever's the cheapest or they feel most comfortable with. So if I can be in the top three locally whenever I know there is a ton of woodworkers, now, albeit there are all, most of them, almost all of them are IG woodworkers, some of them are Facebook woodworkers, none of them appear to have a website because none of them are showing up on Google. Well, you can so change notice your that, SEO too to make you, yeah, in that top three guarantee. Well, I every haven't, time. I haven't 
built the website yet. Well, I'm, I'm still just, working. Oh, for everyone it's that's a piece listening, of too, that needs the <laughs> advice. Yes, for everyone that's yeah. listening. Yeah. It's not all about you, Steven. So just know. Google, Google SEO. Watch YouTube videos. Do research. SEO is majorly important. Martina's right. SEO is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that. Look at all the the makers out there in our space that have been able to go full-time. Every single one of them that I've looked at has a has a website. Now, they're not all the same level of professionalism when it comes to a website. Like some I think are super cluttered and hard to navigate and actually kind of detract me from wanting to go to their site because there's like almost too much to look at. It's not clean. So your website doesn't have to be perfect, but it's good to have something, which is the internal struggle I've had for the last year was if I'm going to launch a website, it has to be perfect. No, and not you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. Never. And after going to WorkbenchCon, I kind of saw that it was okay if it wasn't 100% perfect like you can always add to it and change it and Mm -hmm. update it and if it's in if it's like anything else and you're truly maintaining your website it's never going to be finished it's always going to need something whether you're going to change out a portfolio item or you're going to add a portfolio item or you're going to add an item to your shop or you're going to remove something from your shop there's always something you're going to be doing so the state that you launch it at honestly is irrelevant as long as it looks clean and it's easy to navigate and you have enough to keep people on there the other stuff is secondary so like i want to add a shop it's not going to be there when i launch the website because it's a lot of work and i don't want to delay launching the website just to add the shop because the main reason for the website is the portfolio which is the part that's done so it's like anything else for people that are thinking about purchase purchase your domain now would domain name now would be my recommendation even if you're not ready to build yes. your website that way you secure your name just in case someone else decides that they're going to have something similar and then you can't get what you want um, but also like Squarespace and GoDaddy offer a free month of web hosting so you can go on there and play with each program and figure out which one's more user-friendly for you before you decide to commit to that host for a website. I've this week, because my website is through GoDaddy because it's easier, I've also had to use Squarespace this week for the Maker Vision podcast one. And Squarespace does seem to offer some more um, benefits to its hosting than GoDaddy, but you have to figure out what you want to use your website for. If you're going to do e-commerce, if you're going to be yeah. blogging, if you're going to just use it as a portfolio, all those things. Um, but it's, I'd take the time to look at both of them and figure out side by side, which one would be better for your brand and your business. And mine. So the, the podcast one is the Squarespace one. And when I built it, like when you're building it, you can put in whatever you want when you're building when you go to actually upgrade to a plan it will tell you if you have certain features in your site that require having a you know the basic plan versus the medium plan or whatever they have so you you don't necessarily need to know what you're putting in completely before you try to build it out like once you build it out it will trigger as well 
that hey you have this premium feature it's gonna require at least this plan and Squarespace will help you figure that out because I had one where I was like okay this is saying I have a premium thing can you tell me what that block was and they looked it up and they're like oh yeah it's the it's the code you use to put the web player in there so people can listen to the podcast on the web page and I was like oh okay that makes sense now I understand why I'm not on this plane anymore it's going to drive me to this plane which is fine because that's the functionality I wanted when I built the site. So the other flip side is my personal site is hosted through Bluehost. Uh, which is kind of, it's just like GoDaddy. And this is GoDaddy and Bluehost and there's a few others where, that are hosts of your website. And I think we'll need to do an episode purely on website stuff. But WordPress is more like open source you can pretty much do whatever you want there's plugins galore for everything you want to do it's highly customizable but it's also dangerous in the fact that it can lead you to have a website that is not clean like you can you can end up putting way too much and squarespace actually kind of forces you to be clean and simple as someone who, back in the day, once again going back in the day, wrote code for websites, I used to actually write HTML code whenever I was in high school to do website development. Um, there's a lot of work in it, and if you uh, aren't careful, you can overload a web page, and it's not clean, and it is not. It's not fun for the end user, and it's definitely not fun for someone who writes the code. Uh, thankfully, Squarespace and a lot of those, like, you don't ever see the code. It's it's basically a drag-and-drop situation. There's no coding to it. Now, I don't know about your website, Trevor. I imagine yours actually has code associated with it, but you haven't had to write any of the code. Is that correct? So there's some code associated. Thankfully, like, I have background i did some html when i was in high school and i oh, helped yeah, that modify was, that was og that was definitely yeah i helped modify some when i was in college because i did like a summer thing where i worked just for the summer helping update web pages for the university and then i wrote vb script at my last job for certain things and like the so VB script and HTML are completely different from like a structure standpoint, but the thought process of like the closures you need and how things are formatted really kind of, oh, they're not identical. They're similar enough to me that it clicks, but most of it, they make plugins where you can actually install a plugin and then it becomes like a Squarespace where you can drag a block and drop it and edit it and drag a block and drop it and edit it. So it has become easier over the years. I actually had a WordPress site maybe 10 years ago, I think, when I was in college and I was just trying to learn. And back then it there weren't as many plugins as there are now so it it kind of required more html experience but they've they've got to a point where you don't really need a lot but you definitely need to dedicate time to learning how to use the wordpress interface which is going to take some time but i think it's more customizable to do exactly what you want 
It's just finding where things are, like any other software. And I'm sure, Martina, you can attest to this, being a business owner and trying to grow your business, you are constantly learning software, whether it's web software, editing software, design software, uh, accounting software. Like, there's constantly something you have to learn if you want to continue to grow and get better at it. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, I... I would love to be a side just a part-time side hustler and not have to worry about all this stuff and just get paid in cash under the table but <laughs> too late for that so but um i think this week alone it's just showed me that you know i've said before you're going to be as successful as you you want to be like how much work you're willing to put in and i think this week just showed that I've kind of been slacking on where I want my business to be and that I'm now having to play catch up, but I think it's going to be worth it. And even just day to day, like playing with Squarespace or GoDaddy, toggling between both websites, I've learned a lot more. And then sitting and doing YouTube to figure it out. I've pulled up my laptop next to my desktop and I'll have the YouTube video on my desktop and doing the editing on my laptop in order just to be a little bit more efficient and try to do everything right along with the tutorial to be able to figure it out faster and be able to manipulate things quicker than I was. Um, and then, you know, you still go and one up me and do some graphic design thing in two minutes that took me a couple hours when I'm sending you my renderings and you're like, I need to edit a, just a little bit more. So that's frustrating. But I, again, you've put years of experience, you know, you've had years of experience and I'm just doing this less than a year now so it's it's different well and that's the thing is you know five years ago when I was trying to learn illustrator I would talk to people that knew illustrator and had the five years or ten years of experience already and they would do something the same they would get something done in five seconds that I was trying to struggle with for two hours and it it's one of those things where once you know what you're trying to do, I was asking people that knew the software, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to do this. Is there an easy way to do this? And they were usually like, oh, yeah, there's a button and you're done. I'm like, I've been struggling for th- with this for two hours and you tell me there's one button? <laughs> I'm like, mm. So... I you know I totally get it I've definitely been there and I'm there now for you know QuickBooks and I'm there now for WordPress and I'm you know all these other things I'm trying to do I find well you saw me struggling all freaking week (laughs) like it took me four hours to figure out how to modify one piece of one of my pages and it was so frustrating. But now that this, I know how to do it, it's going to be so much faster to make the next one. Well, this has been literally a week of struggle bus. Like, of both of y'all have been on... Yes. No, struggle bus. Both of y'all have been on the business struggle bus. I've been on the life struggle bus. And honestly, none of us have got anything really made. However, you did. you made a really good video for your website... Like just scroll, you're just scroll through video that's just showing all their previous your previous projects. Oh yeah, yeah. You're your talking portfolio. about the Instagram post. Yes, the Instagram post. 
Martina has been laying down some nice armor seal uh, on a walnut console. And I actually made a halfway decent video that apparently went and did pretty well in comparison to everything else I've done. Oh, that video that I, I think that one. You I'm telling you. That video that if I told you you, would... you should do? No, yes, actually, exactly. you know what? The one where I was facing, my back was facing the camera has done the best. Yeah, but there's, so there's a few things that I think could help you. Oh, there's always things that could but help me, for the sure. Fact, the fact that you use hand tools already leads your content to be more interesting than, like, a machine running. Like, it. You, if you can get the video down with the right angle and the right exposure and everything, I have a feeling one of your videos is going to go viral before you know it. Actually, you know what? I'm looking at it now. There's over 400 views of that one we're actually playing towards the camera. How many? Thank you, Martina, for the suggestion. Yeah. How many views? 407. Oh, you glitched out. I'm not like trying to toot my horn or anything. You just glitched out. No, you're fine. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> there's all there's always something there's always yeah. something um it's got 102 hearts which is good uh, i'm happy hearts. about um like there's all kinds of cool things you can do camera angle wise but that's also something planes. you have to learn to make your brand and your business grow more like you have to figure out how to yeah, edit exactly and edit video hi backwards um video video yeah edit. so that's something different <laughs> and i think that's well, I mean, that's why that's that's exactly why I downloaded software that is probably going to take so, me three weeks just to understand how to splice two videos together. Wait, real quick though, Martina, do you remember like a month ago when Steven's like, "I don't want to get into video ever." I like stills. I think we have it on a podcast. Do you remember too. that? I like still photos. I'm yeah. not going to start doing. I video. do like yeah. still so photography. And who's doing video now? He came back from WorkbenchCon and immediately sent yeah. me a video and said, "What do you think about me posting this?" So he had an Isn't attitude change too, but he's just trying yeah, to play it cool. Exactly. Hey, WorkbenchCon. Once again, WorkbenchCon. If you go there for the right reasons, can give you a whole new outlook. For Trevor, it almost seemed like a whole new outlook on life because I it mean, gave me he a looks real like kick night in the and pants. day. I think I got it. it was, by he was like too. night and day. Hmm. I realized I that how in, yeah. yeah, how yeah. instrumental video was for Instagram. So I also have to still. I'm it. not going to go YouTube. I'm never going to go YouTube. <laughs> so I still have to, you know give credit where credit's due i think without having the podcast and our message like we have a the three-way message on instagram i think without having the messaging and you know each day be like you know i'm struggling with this when we talk about like what we're struggling with or what we're working on we kind of motivate each other and you know or we rip on each other, either one. But it still gives you like that, um, that drive, that extra motivation to get done what you were working on, and I think that has become a big part, and especially in the last week when you were struggling with podcasts like uh, mailing list <laughs> yeah, and learning that, that stuff. A, that was awful. And, like, you'd be like, okay, I need this, and I'd try to get you something. And just the same thing, you were trying, I think it was you were trying to edit the images because there were two images on oh, yeah. the 
on template the, you were doing on the template that we're not even going to use well when this comes out yeah but we'll be using it for that that upcoming web yes. call. so at least there's that but it was one of those things where like you were struggling with something and you messaged me and then i looked at it and was able to fix it and you know going back and forth like that can also save us time right because there's things i know that are kind of the thought process behind it is kind of shared amongst a bunch of digital design stuff and there's a bunch of things that you guys know that i'm not good at and i think it's valuable to be able to be like i'm struggling with this can one of you help me and that alone makes you feel better when like as frustrating as it can be that like somebody does it in five seconds when it's been taking you two hours it also gives you that appreciation where it's like okay now that you told me how to do that or now that you know we figured that out we can help each other and we'll all get faster at it we'll all improve i think it's definitely so i think it's good to have that like team around you yeah for sure i think definitely like like i told you earlier trevor i think i've talked to you more this week than i've talked to my own wife but because you and i did you know we did the podcast last saturday and then we did the web call for like three and a half hours the next day and went through podcast stuff and have been messaging back and forth really helpful from like a not only you know what we needed to do but you know different ideas for the podcast that we have coming up and then you know the workshop that we're going to be launching with the podcast so like the whole intent of this podcast when we started was to try to get information to people at a very low cost or free Mm -hmm. and not try to gouge people and this the workshop that we're going to start doing as hopefully a weekly call is intended to be you know a purely trying to help other people thing whether it's websites design uh not so much taxes because i'm terrible at that but well we do have one tax tax knowledge yeah. person so that's, so that's the other thing yeah, is just we networking. want people to bring questions because i think the other thing is if people ask us questions we can also take them ask all the people we know in our network Mm-hmm. that we can identify that would be able to answer it and then they'll still give us an answer and we can share it mm-hmm. yeah so i think that that's going to be useful and i don't think without you know having web calls that these ideas would have come out no because easily, what anyway. you and i accomplished in three hours on that call it might sound like a lot it would have taken us weeks to figure that out through text message yeah so just exactly. i think even a so sometimes sitting call down a week, for it's going to be able to answer yeah. so many questions, so many more questions for people that they probably don't even realize that they have, which because you'll hear something from someone Correct. else and that'll trigger a thought on your end, I, and then I had a, be able just to create a dialogue and conversation. Well, what I was gonna say was, <laughs> you know, a lot of times you hear the uh, you hear the phrase "misery loves company." And sometimes that's that's great because you all just we can all just kind of, you know, commiserate together. But I think I think something we need to use moving forward is inspiration loves collaboration. Oh, we need to we need to group together to to be able to move forward. I found that since we got back from WorkbenchCon, we've all I think, even though Martina didn't go, I think we all had an attitude change 
of what could happen if we truly focused on where we wanted our, it to go, like our goals for our businesses. And through talking to each other, I think it's kept us focused and it's kept us driven. If I went to WorkbenchCon and came back and I didn't have anybody that I was talking with back and forth like this, I don't think I would have gotten as much done in the last two weeks as I did. Yeah, I think your motivation has rubbed off on me. And I think this week alone, seeing that I can manage the administration side and the making side, maybe not so much for you, Trevor, but you had a lot more admin work to do than I did but I just think like I told you instead of playing on my phone for two hours in the morning like I've grabbed my laptop and I've been plugging in emails for the maker vision email list and um google drive I didn't know what that was until I started talking to you that thing is amazing because now all my computers are basically on a cloud and my phone so I have all my documents everywhere at any time and just being able to jump on there real quick and edit and set it, send something back to you or vice versa. I'm like, this is, so everyone get Google Drive. I'm, after putting all these email addresses in, y'all have Google because everyone has a Gmail account pretty much. Um, yeah. Utilize yeah. that for your business and it's going to be a huge time saver right oh, there. it's so, so well, nice. And it's free. And I keep, I keep a lot Up of... Up to 15 gigs, it's free and that's a lot yeah. of information. That's a lot. Well, I keep a lot of the more administrative stuff on my Google Drive because I know that I'll be at a store and I'll, you know, get something or need to update something like, you know, a paint color or like something I bought or whatever. And I try to immediately go into Google Drive and update any documents I need to pertaining to whatever I'm doing. And it it makes it so much easier when you don't have to find a computer to open Microsoft Word. Right, we all have our phones with us. Like, if you can just open Google Docs, it's so much faster. And then someone suggested Google Photo to me as well, because I put on my stories earlier that that, um, this week that I couldn't get my photos off my phone and onto the computer, but now all my photos are in a cloud, so I can access them on the computer, on my phone, anywhere, and then it's going to be easier for me to update my website too, because now once a week I can just open up the app and upload them to the cloud and then once that's done go put them on my website and be done with it so that's going to help with my time yeah. management right there it's actually just it's taking forever well, right fact, now because go ahead if you ever need to like send a video to your phone and it won't like do it over like a usb connection mm-hmm. if you send it through your gmail to yourself it will automatically send it into Google Drive and put it in your Google Drive and then you can download it from Google Drive on your phone directly into your camera. Interesting. So like if you're so if I have cuz all my videos are too big to send through email and they're they for some reason my phone doesn't want to connect with USB very well. So I send it through email and it'll say this is too big, it'll automatically do Google Drive. If you still send it, it'll upload the whole thing to Google Drive, and then you can download it from Google Drive on your phone. Mm-hmm. So that has been helpful for me to get out Instagram videos. Nice. So, fun fact for yeah. people that didn't know that. See, this is what happens when you just get a bunch of makers talking together. You can, you can find out all these little tips and tricks. Yes. Yep. 
I will say it takes a lot of time to push a video from your phone onto the drive though, because I've tried to move a two minute video onto my phone, or from my phone to my drive, and it took about 30 minutes. I would have been better just plugging it into the computer. <laughs> so mine, mine, like I, I, the original cord that came with my phone uh, got lost, and then like the ones I bought to replace it, they have like trouble connecting for transferring for some reason i think it's also so that's iTunes the only now, reason because you have an it. apple too and just plugging it in because yeah. now you don't when you sync your phone on the computer and use itunes it says you have to go into like windows photo or whatever to take all your photos yeah. and it doesn't work like it used to when it would just upload the photos for you so i have figured out a good way to pull photos off and video like i've been able to pull stuff off easily but getting it from my computer back onto my phone has not been as easy for some reason. So that's where the Google Drive thing came in handy. But I think I think it's shortly, like in the next few episodes, we should do one purely on website stuff. And maybe have somebody on that's more of an expert at it. Because there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, there's domains, there's hosting there's building it out and there's some that do it all for you like squarespace and wix squarespace and, and wix weebly yeah. and all that i know weebly was but it's it's good to know what's out there and what the options are and then you can make your own decision i mean it really is driven by what you want your end goal to be for your business yeah. if it's just sales if you just want to post you know, information about what it is that you're building, yeah. if you want to put videos, if you want to put, you know, prices on things, or, and you have a small shop, then a Wix or Squarespace is probably ideal. If you want to be a blogger person and have a bunch of things tied into your blog, as soon as you post to the blog, it, you know, goes out everywhere, you probably want to go two or three steps higher because you need to have all those built-in features and that programming built in there that I think Squarespace and Wix are going to lack. Now, if you're a content-driven po person, you, I think, just need to start completely from scratch and, and build from the very, very bottom all the way up and have a built website that is then hosted by X, you know, X company. Um, and, and that's really, like I said, it's really driven by what your focus is. Because I know some of our podcast listeners are wanting to wanting to go towards that content creation route. And some of us, some of them a little bit more like me, are just wanting to have a website to have a better business model. To have, to have people driven more to, towards yeah. their business. So I do have one tip before we close out, which is if you want to make your own website, go ahead and pay for the domain don't do this like makerexperiment.wordpress.com. Don't do, you know, oldsouthwoodcraft.weebly.com or .squarespace.com. Actually pay for it. Like, it's, it's not absurdly expensive to buy your own domain, but it makes it look so much more professional. Like, it's not just about having a website. It's also about... If you tell people to go to naughtybynaturedesigns.wordpress.com versus naughtybynaturedesigns.com, which one sounds more professional? I even so shorten it. It's KBN. Keep Designs that in mind too. Because like it's you want to make it's it. You want to make it memorable and 
well, not memorable per se, but easy to remember. So when someone leaves that conversation with you, they don't have to write it down. They can remember what your domain name is and then walk away and go look you up. So don't have like, exactly. you know, you don't have to have maker experiment signs and, you know, signs and engravables.com. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to remember that. That's too damn long. Yeah. So keep it, you know, memorable, keep it short, but also make sure that it is your name dot yeah i mean so you can do it, dot whatever but dot com professional. is the most and common. that extra little yes. step is professional in my opinion yeah and it's not absurdly expensive i think it was like i think the worst plan i saw was like ten dollars a month yeah, just and there's for the variance domain. like if you go for like a dot net instead of dot com it's a little bit cheaper yeah so you're gonna find something within your budget correct so with that I think that does it for this week. I think so. And one last thing that's just remember why you got started. You want to be a maker, but as your making has evolved, you want to be a business owner too. So remember to have that balance. You know, if you spend two or three hours working on a computer one day, at least spend half that time in the shop trying to do something even if all you do is sweep your floors and you know throw out the old paint cans old finish cans and and get rid of you know get rid of the junk that's piled up even if you make nothing that day go in there because it will help de-stress you and help you refocus where your heart is you know simple as that Yeah, and I've kind of neglected that this week. So, lesson <laughs> go out there, go out there, and blow the dust off stuff, and get throw out the old crap that's this laying around. I will admit, I went out and threw away a paint can that was used, and it felt glorious. I don't know why, but it did. Well, I'm pretty sure you have more than one paint can to throw out, so just like get a bundle of them and just like. I usually throw them out as I empty them. Uh But there was one time I waited until i had like 12 and then i dumped them all at once that was fun it, it is it is it's oddly very satisfying. nice yes what's really satisfying is whenever you do hand plane work and you've just got piles of shavings and you sweep them up into one big pile and you go oh man this is like a it's like a snowman but made of wood because it's just it's becoming so big and massive it's it's a nice feeling yeah i don't know that feeling I don't hashtag old man shame. status I, apparently yeah, pretty much old man status no but anyway yeah. <laughs> all right all right y'all have fun yep. all right we'll see you next week Bye. thank you for listening to today's show as a continued listener we greatly appreciate your feedback your input and just downloading the episode every week if you're a new listener thank you for hopping on and i hope you enjoyed today's episode And we also hope that you continue to join along with us every week as we'll put out new podcasts covering all sorts of Maker topics. Also, be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com where we'll post valuable resources, tips, tricks, and Maker swag, including stickers because, you know, makers love stickers. And we'll do this to help your Maker Vision become a Maker Reality. If you have any questions, suggestions, or any general input about this particular episode or previous episodes, you can reach out to our podcast email at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us on our Instagram, and that's makervisionpodcast. Even better, you can reach out to us directly through 
my personal Instagram, that is Old South Woodcraft, Trevor's personal Instagram, Maker Experiment, and the personal Instagram of our newest co-host, Martina, at Naughty by Nature Designs. She also runs the Maker Vision Podcast Instagram account, so if you have questions, you can reach out to her either way, and she'll be happy to help. Also, if you really enjoyed today's episode, or even if you didn't enjoy, enjoy today's episode, let us know. Give us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review to show us that, hey, we've been doing good, but if you didn't, tell us what you didn't like about it, because we're happy to hear from you either way. And once again, thank you for being a listener, and we hope to see you next week. 